Hello, Blooners, Balloonheads, Ballesters. We haven't decided what we want to call our fans yet. This is your uh, host, Zach, with a friendly content warning. We gave the internet a place to ask whatever weird nerd questions they wanted to ask, and it turns out the internet is a terrifying place. While this season has been pretty good so far, be aware that uh, we are sometimes, as our editor puts it, adjacent to adult subjects. Also, we swear like sailors. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air but have stopped our journey to Azeroth to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who is the best super pet? So That's a loaded question. They're all good boys. Not one of the ones <laughs> we're going to talk about. So <laughs> this question actually came about because we talked about Comet in one of our past episodes, Comet the Super Horse. And so I looked up Comet, and he's not going to win because both versions of him are horrifying. But we're going to talk about him. <laughs> uh, so I brought two for okay. me that, that I like. I feel like I bring up Crypto all the time. Crypto's not one of them. Okay. <laughs> Editor Steven here and Stowaway. Uh, I just got to I gotta put in my, my vote for favorite uh, super pet, and it's definitely Ace the Bat Hound. Okay. Fair. Um, in every iteration and every time I see him, uh, the Super uh, super Dog Show, the Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, as uh, Old Man Bruce Wayne's Cranky Dog is my favorite version of him. He gets his own episode, <laughs> and it made me cry, both the first time I saw it and recently when I rewatched it. Uh, but if you don't mind, I'll lead off with one answer and then wrap up with the other one, because I have a feeling we're not going to touch upon it otherwise. Sure. My first answer, I have to be on brand for myself and go with the edgy answer of Dex Star, the Red Lantern. He does come up in one of my stories here, so... Formerly known as Dexter, who was a rescue cat. His owner was abducted and killed by thugs and thrown into a river. In his rage, he became... I mean, he gained enough rage from that happening to his owner that he was able to come in possession of a Red Lantern ring and is a cat-turned-Red Lantern. And he gets punched out by the Midnighter once. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but he loved his owner so much that his rage at her passing caused him to be able to gain a Red Lantern ring. I think he was originally drawn just, like, as a gag in the background when showing a bunch of Red Lanterns, and people were like, tell us who the cat is. Like, someone who was drawing that background was like, had the most dickhead of a cat. And I was like, <laughs> you're filled with rage. You're going there. And then someone else had to fill in the stories for that. Oh, I'm sure. I love that. He actually comes up, there's in the, originally created in the 60s, there was a group called uh, the, the Legion of Super Pets. Which was basically all of Superman's super pets. So it's uh, Streaky the super cat, Crypto the super dog, fucking Comet the super horse, which we're about to get into, and Beppo the super monkey. <laughs> I have nothing on this past the name. Team up to create this team. And in a recent recreation with them, they go up against Dexstar and Harley Quinn's hyenas as like an Injustice oh, Legion of super pets. <laughs> And I don't know anything about that story, but I'm going to try, like, because I found out about it this morning, but I'm super going to try and track it down now. That's amazing. Um, first, Comet, who's not going to win, because again, he is horrible. 
The original version of Comet is originally a centaur by the name of Byron. Byron was a centaur who was supposed to be given a potion to turn him into a man, but instead it turned him into a horse. But it also gave him superpowers and made him immortal. After a wizard traps him in a star system, he's freed after Supergirl's ship flies past it. Not sure how that works, probably never got mentioned. He becomes obsessed with Supergirl and also gains the power that when a comet flies by, he can turn into a man where he goes under the identity of Bronco Bill Starr, a rodeo trick rider, where he dates both Supergirl and Lois Lane. Do they know this? Do they know he's dating both of I them? Have, I or don't are think they it's doing at the same, same time. time? Okay. I don't, but still. Because okay. that just seemed real skeezy, and I figured he was doing that. Already, just, I feel yeah. like there's, one, a lot of horse jokes to be made there. But yes. they're, they're dating horses. Well, they're dating a centaur. So they're dating half horses. Who has spent the last 2,000 years in the form of a horse, while also admittedly trapped in a star. So, you know what? Just... I got issues with everything to do with Centaur. Comet doesn't win anyway. <laughs> Who's next? Coming. So my question is, do you consider a, a relationship with a Centaur taboo? I feel like it borderlines some things that I'm not quite comfortable with. Well, just because you're not comfortable doesn't mean it's not okay. I think it's fine. I don't think I'm ready for that kind of relationship personally. Yeah, that's what I'd go with too. Yeah. Probably not for me. But it sounds like he's he's definitely uh, uh, a little got some problems he needs to work out. But the weird thing about Comet is they later reintroduced him with a completely new storyline where he was... This comes from Peter David's Supergirl. And honestly, it's a great comic, but none of it makes a lick of sense. Comet was originally a man who got trampled by horses. He was taken by a secret organization known as Stable, who brought him back oh. to life... As a half-man, half-horse, kind of centauri superhuman. This person gets merged with a lesbian stand-up comic who is dying and transformed into the Angel of Earth because people keep getting merged and turning into angels in Peter David's Supergirl story. At one point, Supergirl is the Angel of Fire and gets, like, fire wings. Wait, what? Awesome. Yes! Who does she merge with? Do you know offhand? I do not have... The, uh, I mean, that's, power a, to that's a weird to question to try. And, uh, what the? F- At one point in DC continuity, Supergirl is recreated as a thing called the Matrix, which is just kind of a blob that reforms itself into a Supergirl shape because they were a fan of Superman. This version dates Lex Luthor for a while, who at the time is hanging out in a cloned body of himself but younger and pretending that he is his long lost son and that the original Lex is dead. This Matrix thing is dying, merges with a petty criminal street girl named Linda Danvers, and is reborn as Supergirl, a.k.a. the Angel of Fire. Your answers just cause more questions. Yes! Yeah. Um... (laughs) Welcome to being a comic fan. (laughs) Well, that's enough to answer my question, so let's go back to Comet. Okay. Actually, let's let's move move on, on because that wasn't the winner anyway. (laughs) I just just want to make sure you're done with that iteration of Comet before we move on. As much as possible, Just so we don't have to come back to Comet. If I can ever never think about that version of Comet again, we're better off. Uh, Two that are going to get mentioned just because they deserve to be mentioned is Mogo the Bat-Ape, who is an ape like a gorilla that just wears Batman's cowl and cape. Oh, yeah. Doesn't win because I've never read a story with Mogo. I know nothing about Mogo. I've only seen an image. Yes, exactly. 
another one is the bat cow that emerged from the Grant Morrison run. It is just a cow that has like Batman's bat shape in black on her fur over the face. And somehow I think like Damian Wayne adopts it or something like that. If you asked me which author came up with the bat cow, it would I have to be Grant Morrison. Morrison. <laughs> um, this I, one later joins the Legion of Super Pets. Of course like, it does. I do love the idea. I, the, the thing I see with Damien just really loving animals. That is a, a thing that I'm it's just... It's very charming. Uh, it just like hits me with like, yes, please. But my real two, the, my, my okay. real two is the first one is Topo. Aquaman's okay. pet octopus who can ch- sharpshoot four arrows at a time because he's got eight, you know... Now, in some iterations, he's smart enough that he's definitely not a pet. Yes, but in original iteration, is yeah. a pet. And you're like, why the fuck is Green Arrow on the Justice League when Topo is four Green Arrows in one and is a one-man band at the same time? Right. Uh, New 52 later recreated him as, like, basically the Kraken. And I'm like, well, that's just boring as all hell. And, like, Young Justice, he was, like, the buddy that was into art. Yeah, there's been a few versions where he's, like, you know, basically the artless dodger of the underwater, like, you know, Mm -hmm. streetwise kid, but also octopus boy. But I think my real answer is going to be Lockheed. Okay. Who is Kitty Pride's pet alien dragon. Okay, I want to change my answer now. I was going to say Gleek, the monkey. I'm glad someone mentioned Gleek. Uh, Because I always like a monkey. But this reminds me of the best, the best animal pet. And it is Lockjaw. Oh, yeah. Lockjaw. I was pretty sure Lockjaw was going to be your no. final choice. No. Man, I'm fascinated now. Lockjaw, the Inhumans giant teleporting dog. The only reason to watch the Inhumans is because you get to see a, you get to see a big Lockjaw just like in the real world and nothing else. You can just fast forward through everything else. Marvel recently threw in the goat when it came to admitting that Inhumans weren't going to be their new X-Men. Because they spent a while being like, we're running like three Inhuman series, and no one cared. I read them. They were bland and forgettable. So they killed off almost every Inhuman, except for like Lockjaw and Black Bolt. So, you know. No, that's fair. The ones that matter. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, No, uh, my top pick is the Sun Eater from All-Star Superman. Well played, you son of a bitch. That's very good. Sun Eaters have, like, this long history. They were originally from Legion of Superheroes. Uh, I'm going to specifically go with the one that Superman kept as a pet. Yeah, it is adorable. I mean, it's a giant, weird, star-eating monster. but And helps save the day in the end. Yeah, it attacks Mageddon. Yeah, that was super cool. Plus, him getting to break apart the stars on the anvil to feed it is just so cool. Yeah. Grant Morrison can be too much sometimes as a creator. Like, there's bits where his need for whimsy goes so over the top that you're like, oh, please stop. But All-Star Superman is... So beautiful. It's like the perfect Superman comic. I definitely trampled over you explaining Lockheed. It just entirely jogged loose to uh, Lockjaw. Okay, Lockheed is Kitty Pride's pet dragon. He just shows up one day in this alien adventure and Kitty's like... Yeah, I'm going to keep the purple flying dragon that hangs out on my shoulder. That sounds amazing. And it is really unclear for a long time how intelligent he actually is. Like, is he like a dog or not? It's eventually revealed that he uh, actually can speak and has been gaslighting Kitty's that the time boyfriend, Pete Wisdom, 
by eating all of Pete's cigarettes when he's not looking and telling him I hate you when no one's around and then pretending <laughs> that he can't talk when the other Excalibur members are around. That's amazing. Because he really didn't like Pete and wanted her to get back together with Colossus. Oh, God. <laughs> that makes me love Lockheed so much more. That's fantastic. And also, you need to now check out the New Mutants. Oh, he does appear in the New Mutants. Yes, which it's really cool. And also, you get to see uh, Lockheed slash Magic. I will say the only two reasons for you to really watch um, that movie. That's fair. Um, plus a cool spirit, like weird psionic uh, bear you get to oh, see. Oh, the demon bear comes up. Demon bear you get to see. Also, it's later revealed that Lockheed is a secret agent for S.W.O.R.D., which is the space equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's been working undercover for them, keeping an eye on the X-Men, because the X-Men caused so many troubles. <laughs> uh, he's been considered an official member of the X-Men, and at one point, when Wolverine was running the school, Lockheed taught a class called How to Identify Aliens and Kill the Specific Species, or something like that. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. I... Which is, I think, just like a Jason Aaron gag that he hid in there, but still. Lockheed's the shit. <laughs> Stand yeah. by my answer there. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, wow. I mean, my answer eats stars, but that is way cooler. Secret Agent Dragon, <laughs> who's a member of the X-Men? Yeah, I'll stand by Lockheed forever. My answer's a good, good boy who can teleport. Lockjaw's the one that I would most want to, like, have as a pet, so I don't disagree with yours. Which is why I entirely <laughs> yeah. have this as my answer. I want Lockjaw to be my best friend. When, yeah, when you ask who is the best super pet, you might actually have the point there. of Like, that would be the best pet to have. It would not be Dexter. If the bat ape acts anything like Suzanne from uh, Jansaw Bob Strike Back, then I would probably want the bat ape. But... Suzanne. Anyway, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC teen characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Argent? Argent was a white and black member of the Teen Titans? Yes. Argent was created by Dan... I'll be honest, I'm not sure if it's pronounced Jurgens or Jurgens. Uh, I've been reading it as Jurgens for years, but it's one of those things that you read something, the moment you have to say it out loud, you're like, I don't... It's Jurgens. Jurgens, Oh, great. damn, I was hoping it was Jurgens, because I really like that. Uh, Jurgens is pretty famous for a lot of big Superman things. I think he was involved in the death of Superman, but not important for this. Uh, after Marv Wolfman finally left the Titans, they relaunched it post-Zero Hour with Dan Jurgens where a newly de-aged Adam, the Adam, like Ray Palmer, had been de-aged to teenage years, and joined up with a bunch of aliens, or kids powered by aliens, uh, to make a new Titans. Argent was one of them. She has kind of light plasma-based powers, um, and in a Grant Morrison Justice League run, it's implied that she could one day basically turn that into the same abilities of the Green Lantern. Hmm. Oh, God. She later joins when Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning relaunch the Titans, just as the Titans. She joins the team and later appears again, helping out in Infinite Crisis. I don't have a whole lot about her. She was... Her origins have something to do with aliens. Do you know which aliens? I think they were made up for 
this series. So I would honestly. I have the name in front of me, and I'd be impressed if you were able to pull this one out of your Look, ass. Man, I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to give you this one, because the name of the aliens are the Hassan Natal. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be honest, I have never read the Jurgens Titans run. I have been trying to find it for like 10 years now, because I had seen the characters around and eventually looked them up and was like, who the fuck is Jono? Who the fuck is Argent? And I just like Dan Jurgens as a creator. Um, and it's never been put in any collected editions, and I wasn't willing to invest in all of the single issues. It was just going to be too expensive. So I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, so I think this is probably a redemption round one, just so I can say literally anything about who she is and not the, like... You did get quite a bit correct. Like, if you want to redemption it, like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but... Other than you missing I mean, her I, name, uh, I don't and know. How, I don't want to say and, like Nina, but I don't think that's correct. Other than her name and <laughs> quite how the aliens play in, like everything else was right. I think they so. fucked with her DNA. So I guess if you want a redemption, <laughs> it I'll let you. All right, we'll figure it out. I what? think you're really you got a lot there. I don't know this character at all, and I feel like I know at least enough about this character to understand. She's black and, and white. She makes kind of like rainbow Green Lantern things. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll decide whether you'll redeem it when we get there. Yeah, okay. at the end of the season, we'll we'll figure out if it makes sense for you to redeem it or not. Because uh, I don't know where you're at on the count for the the season so far. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, well, anyway, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earverm.com. That is e a r v v y r m dot com. Uh, other ways to get in touch with us and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. <laughs> <laughs>